Welcome to the Access Effect podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Access Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller, your host for the Access Effect, and I'm super excited to be here with my guest, Dr. Carl Giordano. Carl, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I thought well. you should be saying Dr. Giordano, but I've talked to you like back and forth to get you on the show. Okay, so we were chatting, and I love the fact that your whole background is in um, chemistry and biosciences. You are a spine surgeon. I want to say orthopedic, but you're a really a spinal surgeon, and you have this new product out, but I love that we were chatting about the molecular structure and that you use your science as a chemistry and chemistry to really apply that to the medical field, which is unusual because most doctors don't start out in biochemistry. They just go directly to med school. Like, give me a little bit of your background here and how you went from chemistry into being a surgeon into applying the science to the molecular structure of our skeletons or bodies or how do we do this? So yeah, my, my background is a little bit more chemistry oriented than probably most physicians. I, I've worked at the NIH, I've worked at Rockefeller University, and I've still kept in touch with that hard science field. And I find the field of health span and, and lifespan is much more science oriented than it is in the medical world. And, you know, as physicians, we have such a platform uh, to talk to patients, yet I, I don't find even a lot of my colleagues spend a lot of time in this field. And largely, I think it's because this is kind of buried in the PhD literature more so than the Journal of American Medical Association. Wait, wait, did you go to school to be a doctor or did you go to school because the chemistry is what intrigued you the most? Or was it just a natural transition from one to the other? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of both. My father was a physician, so I always wanted to go into medicine. I always loved chemistry. I honestly thought I was going to go into surgical oncology, more the oncologic field, the cancer field. And then throughout my residency, really drifted and fell in love uh, with orthopedics. And then after doing orthopedics, I went on to do a, a fellowship in spinal surgery. But I've never left the science background behind. Yeah. So, you know, even though I practice full time as an orthopedic spine surgeon, I started this company, as you mentioned, uh, called Revisana that deals really with biological age, which people hear about. Revisana is a company that supplies a supplement that deals with maintaining or reversing or slowing the aging process. Is that like more like bone density? I know we have a molecular structure of our bones and it's hereditary. There's arthritis and all these issues. I mean, is did you decide to create this company, Repsana, because the supplements is what you see that's missing with all of your patients when you're doing spinal surgeries and stuff? It's a bone issue. No, no, I really yeah. didn't. I've just followed this field of health span and lifespan and, and biological age. And, you know, biological age refers to your overall health and functioning at a cellular and molecular level. Your chronological age is simply the number of years you've been alive. But the biological age attempts to assess your physiologic age, and it considers fitness, cognitive function, organ function, hormone balance, immune strength, overall cellular health, and it's determined by biomarkers and DNA testing. So you probably hear 
people on the news and the media talking about how their biological age is younger than their chronologic age. And that's good. That's that's our goal. Yeah. So we 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 kind of break this down into three categories of how we can do everything we can to live a healthy, long life. One is exercise, which works on a cellular molecular level, and we can talk about how that is. The other is diet that works again on a cellular molecular level. And then this third category called signal molecules, which work to nudge seven different metabolic pathways to kind of slow the aging process and even reverse aspects of aging. So that's why we started Rebasana. I think people know about exercise, they know about diet, but for some reason, they don't follow this field of signal molecules. And I get it. Some of it's science and some of it's... Well, I, I, I see your entire science background as a doctor coming out here. Because when I'm looking at the site, you get into, and I want to talk a bit about this, protein synthesis, mitosis, autophagy, ep, epigenome. You have longevity yes. genes. You have so much on the um from DNA and biomarkers and this as much as it is about the medical, this is your chemistry background coming out. Okay. I wanted you to kind of go over how you like all of this stuff from your research. Like you said earlier before we started getting on this show, most doctors don't talk about the science behind your bones and aging, but you took a deep dive into the protein synthesis and all of this really cool chemistry stuff. So I want to talk a little about how you came to this and what some of this means and why this is important to overall health. So look, the turning point to control biological aging occurred years ago. The guys that won the Nobel Prize for age reversal were back in 2012. Yet somehow it doesn't get translated to the point where the general public understands it and follows it. You'd think this would be on the top of the news every day. It's so valuable. And like my feeling is if the public isn't participating in this field, they're falling behind. They just don't believe and understand that in each and every one of us is a younger me and that every day makes a difference. So my website's trying to explain the why and the how. I think if people understand, you know, why and how, they might they might latch onto this and change their lifestyles whether it's exercise, diet, or these signal molecules. And I don't want to turn people off by getting too technical, but there are seven cellular molecular pathways that people need to just understand. And everybody went over this in high school biology. But (laughs) even most physicians, practicing physicians, have forgotten these pathways. Can you go over the seven pathways? Sure. I'll make it simple. There's three genetic pathways called sirtuins, AMPK, and mTOR, which if you follow this field, you hear about them. So those are the three genetic pathways. The fourth genetic pathway is the telomere length. The fifth is glucose metabolism. The sixth is supplying a senolytic to your system to get rid of the senescent cells or the zombie cells. And the seventh is supplying antioxidants that will combat the free radicals that are constantly damaging our cells and leading to loss of cellular identity. Imagine a brain cell, every other brain cell loses its identity and functions as a skin cell. But that's how you get cognitive decline. Imagine a skin cell functioning as a tendon cell. Well, that's how you get wrinkles. Your cell loses its identity. 
So we want to do everything we can to maintain our cellular identity. And, you know, we kind of peripherally understand how diet and exercise are important. What people don't understand is how the diet and exercise affect these seven pathways. And then the signal molecule pathways, which nudge all of these cellular pathways in our favor. And that's, that's what Revisana is. It's a comprehensive supplement that nudges each of these cellular pathways in our favor so that every cell in our body maintains its identity for as long as possible. Because that is essentially how we age. Our cells lose their identity. You think that, I mean, okay, I want to kind of bring that back into your surgeon skills here. It is a lot of this on, you know, our cellular identity through all of these scientific terms you just ran off. Is that a lot because we ignore that and we're not educated in that in our younger years? So as you get older, you start having back issues, you know, bone density issues. I mean, I know some of it's hereditary just because my mom's had a few unfortunate back surgeries as well and has that. But does that become hereditary? And it's just it is what it is. Or do you really think educating at a younger age of the cellular makeup of everything could ward off a lot of these surgeries and damages down the road? So we're going to address those two topics that you brought up, genetics and, you know, our lifestyle throughout our our yields. So in terms of genetics, most people that study this field believe that 20% of your life is determined by the genes you got from your parents. That's it, 20%. That's really? Yeah, 80% of the life you live and the illnesses you develop are related to how you affect your genome and your cells throughout your life. So people sometimes say to me, well, you know, my grandmother lived to be 97. I don't have much to worry about. Well, your grandmother lived in a different era of less pollution, less preservatives, a, a, a better ozone layer. We have greater UV radiation damage. There are so many things that make that statement completely outdated. So people need to recognize that your life is determined largely by your lifestyle choices throughout your life. So the second point you brought up was how we affect aging. Does it start at a young age? And the answer is absolutely yes, because everything we do is cumulative. Some of the things we do are a one-way street in terms of damage. Some of these things are interestingly reversible. There are DNA tests you can take now where you can identify you've been able to reverse your biological age, which is pretty fascinating. At any age, doing certain things correctly, you can reverse your biological age. I wish I had known all of this, you know, when I was 20 years old. I mean, I, I, like most people in America, you know, lived with a mediocre diet and, you know, like most guys, you know, had the beer, the drinks, you know, the occasional cigar, all those things. Yeah. But had I known then what I know now, I might have I might have made different choices. And I think, you know, if people at a young age realize that some of this stuff is hard to measure, it's hard to imagine that eating Twinkies or eating sugary candies or drinking beer or smoking cigarettes or cigars affects you. And people usually have that mindset, well, I can't feel any different. But it's a very, very slow process. And, you know, I always try and come up with an analogy to explain to people how just because you can't measure it doesn't mean the damage isn't occurring. It's it's almost like emptying a swimming pool one gallon of water at a time. 
you feel like, oh, no big deal, one more gallon, this isn't going to make a difference. But sooner or later, you empty the pool. And that's basically what happens. When you empty the pool, you start losing cellular identity. And it's just, it's hard to measure, it's hard to see it. And people just assume it's no big deal. I'll start eating better down the road. I'll start taking my signal molecules down the road. But people need to understand you start to age probably in your late 20s. That's when the process begins. That's when people start to notice they're getting gray hair. That's when people may start to notice they're starting to get wrinkles. It, it doesn't occur when you're in your 50s. So, you know, yeah. we all need to recognize we need to understand how exercise affects these cellular mechanisms, how diet affects these cellular mechanisms, and how signal molecules can affect these cellular mechanisms in our favor. So it's interesting. I, I love that you said this because, you know, I agree with you that we always think, hey, everything about us as an adult is always family genetics, but mm -hmm. only 20 percent. So when people say they have diabetes, they have high blood pressure, you know, everything that runs in the family, cholesterol, we always say, oh, well, it's because it's part of your family, but it's not. That's only 20 percent. The, the other 80 percent is being educated from when we're younger. So we yeah. can't really blame everything. I mean, I, I get some people come down with cancer. I get the oncology. I get there's just some things that it may have nothing to do with your family history. It just happens. But 80% of how we age is yeah. how we treat ourselves when we're younger. And look, I'm not sure we can get away with saying cancer just happens. The same cellular changes occur that lead to aging or the same cellular changes that lead to a cancerous cell line. I think it's time for the public to, to stop thinking cancer is random. You know, when a cell loses its identity, it either becomes a zombie cell or it could become a cancerous cell line. So all of these things do make a difference. And that's why I, I said earlier, everybody needs to understand that every day makes a difference. Uh, and I don't want to be fanatical about it. But people need to understand that this is not as random as they think. And I'll give you an example. You know, I look at a lot of blood work of, of patients. I would tell you 80% of, of the population today is probably pre-diabetic. And they don't even recognize it. They have no idea what their hemoglobin A1C level is. And, you know, when you're a pre-diabetic, you increase the risk of essentially all chronic illnesses. So it's not just random. You know, you yeah. are nudging yourself, you are accelerating the aging process without even recognizing it versus decelerating the aging process by doing all of the right things. Well, okay, I do. I mean, I do get, I mean, growing up, being outside, being in the sun, this is why they developed Botox and fillers. We are okay. trying to push time backwards and everything. And I'm a huge fan of Botox. I'm a huge fan of what keeps you so Botox, <laughs> this is going to be a tricky conversation, but Botox does help stress headaches. It does help. When we do Botox early on, not early on, but, you know, we start seeing wrinkles, it will help the aging process down the road. I always argue this with everybody. So like, oh, no, Botox I, doesn't help you like without aging, but it does because the less you wrinkle and squish your face, the more your face stays intact. Well, I think what you're really getting at is that Botox masks the aging process. Uh, I stumbled through that to make it look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Botox is more cosmetic. But, you know, we're talking about real cellular molecular functioning. 
But yeah. your skin, but your skin is has layers and layers. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to push the cosmetology, oh. cosmetic, but you have facials. You've got to slip off the skin, dead cells. You've got to get collagen and hydrolyc stuff deep into your skin to slow your skin down. So I like talking about skin and wrinkles because people can see that and they can sink their teeth into that. But recognize when you get wrinkles on your skin, you're getting the same wrinkles in your liver or your kidney or your heart or all of the organs in your body. But I like talking about skin because it's the same process that leads to wrinkles and aging of every cell layer in your skin that leads to wrinkles. Because we're talking about cells, but cells make up tissues and tissues make up organs. We're talking about your whole body. And your skin is the largest organ in your body. But you, you need the dermal cells to make collagen and elastin and hyaluronic acid to keep your skin plump. You need the cells to make those proteins so that they can maintain their identity. When they stop making those proteins, your, your soft tissue starts to get flabby and wrinkly. You know, when your cells stop making those proteins, those cells start to become zombie cells. And you want to eliminate those. You want. You, call, you actually call them zombie cells. That cracks me up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I think the public hears that term zombie cells it's or cells. Yeah. But there are, like, Rebasana has a senolytic in it that should, in my mind, be part of everybody's diet to eliminate those senolytic cells. Which is uh, why you drink tons of water, just as you just on the outside, on the inside, flushes out your kidneys and your livers. I mean, it's yeah. all about staying healthy. Oh, we're talking cellular skins, derm, but we're, but I mean, how deep down are we going here? Because you have, you're a spinal surgeon. So you've got people who are just with fragile bones, having spine so, spinal surgeries and stuff. So we are talking about every cell in your body, the osteoblast that makes your bone. We're talking about the, the dermal cells that make your collagen and hyaluronic acid. We're talking about the endothelial cells that line your heart. We're talking about the brain cells. We're talking about every cell in your body has the same cellular mechanism as to why you age. That cell loses its identity. So it's the same process, whether you're talking about wrinkles, whether you're talking about maintaining cognition, whether you're talking about maintaining the the vasculature in your heart, it's the same process. That's why I said everything needs to be reduced down to the question, how is what am I doing affecting my cellular identity? Every cell, whether it's the skin, the heart, the liver, the kidney, the tendons, the cartilage, everything, because they're not, they're not separate. It's the same mechanism with every cell. And, you know, people today refer to aging as the loss of cellular identity. They refer to it as the information theory of aging. The cells lose their identity, and that's why you age. We need to go to the root cause of this and do everything we can with those seven pathways that I described to try and slow that process, decelerate the aging process in every tissue in your body. That's the goal. Interesting. How, like, when did you decide, I mean, when did you know you're a surgeon, you're in the um, operating room, fixing people's spines, their bones. When did you have that aha moment that, wait a second, this is more about science and cellular and that you decided to go that step further to create, yeah. I want to call it medicine. These are supplements that to help that aging process. Yeah. So I followed this field for 20 years, more intensely over the last 10 years. And I've been taking these 
the molecules that make up Rabasana for years. I recently, several years ago, did my DNA biological age testing. And it was, you know, happy to see that my biological age came back 10 years younger than my chronologic age. So I followed this field for a very long time. And I realized I have a lot of really smart friends, a lot of successful friends who know nothing about this field. So originally, when we started this project, it was to be primarily just a website providing information. But the components that I was recommending that everybody take are somewhat cumbersome. They're difficult to get. Some of them are bitter. So we decided to put them all into one product. And that's why we ended up creating a product that we put on, on the website. But Rebasana is basically five components that people will hear about. They probably hear about berberine. You know, berberine is in there. You hear about resveratrol. Resveratrol is in there. You hear about quercetin, which is a senolytic. The quercetin is in there. You hear about NMN, which is, you know, the sirtuin pathways. And then you hear about ostragalus, which is more the, the telomere pathway. So those five molecules or compounds are all plant-based compounds, but you need a certain concentration of them to see the desired effects that we're looking for. So we decided to put it all into one product. You could buy them individually. I mean, I think it's just cumbersome to do. And, and that's essentially why we, we put this product together. Now, and I love that all of this, quercetin, resveratrol, you ha- your, your website on the resources, you really did a great job because I had no idea that was it. Telomeris is the telomeres are the ends or tips of the DNA. Like, like, I would have, I mean, I'm not a science person, obviously, but like you have like on the blood work on here, you have, you, you're, you've really done a good job at educating what a lot of these things are that makes us work and affects our immune and our blood and everything. You really did such a tremendous job explaining what all these elements are on your website. And I will tell you, I did it that way because I think people need to understand the why. Yeah. You know, wow. Because we've been telling people for years, eat right, don't smoke and exercise. It's only going so far. It's time for us to now change that medical slogan and talk more specifically about the sigma molecules, the seven pathways, and how diet affects it, how exercise affects it, and how you can absolutely nudge these genetic pathways in your favor to decelerate aging. Now, When we say reverse aging, it sounds like science fiction. So I hate using the word reverse aging. I like to say decelerate or slow aging, but you can absolutely reverse aspects of aging like you can by identifying, you know, DNA testing, which is what I did. So I think, you know, we live in this world where people want a tape measure. They want to measure something. And if you can't measure it, you don't believe in it. Well, now you can measure it. You can you can send your DNA off for DNA testing to get a biological age to see how your exercise works, how your diet works and how the signal molecules work. Got it. I'm just looking at you. You really have these like berberine. You really have a lot of these drugs written down and on your website and stuff. I know we talked a little bit about most doctors kind of overlook. They just, they're there for surgeons. The fix was broken to help you heal, but they don't really get into the whole, hey, here's why you got here. If we even know how you got here, here's what you need to do to start on the cellular level. And I know we, you mentioned this a little bit because of where we are now post-pandemic and just all the advancements in medicine and data, are more doctors and surgeons stepping more into the 
research side, the chemical side that you are on this and the chemistry to, hey, here's what you need to do to prevent this from getting worse? Or are they just still so focused on just fixing the patient? Yeah, no, I do not see the, the medical field really getting into this. I think the, the functional medicine doctors are obviously into this field, but I don't see the overwhelming majority getting into this, which is, I think, sad because this is not new. You know, this, I think, is this is modern day preventative medicine. This is how we stay healthy. You know, we have in this country, we refer to it as sick care. We wait for you to get sick and then we give you care. You know, well, I don't know about you, but I don't want to get sick. You know, I watched the Super Bowl this year and they said one out of two people will get cancer. Now, I was ready to hit somebody. I was so annoyed with that, that statistic. But I Googled it. And sure enough, you know, those are the stats that are out there. And one out of every two people will come down with some sort of cancer. That number seems Okay, and I'm not going to argue with science, not being a doctor, but I feel like that's an argumentable conversation that one out of every two doesn't seem like a solid. I I guess some of it is skin cancer. Some of those are the milder forms of cancer, but it's still it gives you an indication with how big an issue we have today with avoiding preventative care, you know, you know, dealing with obesity, dealing with. Uh, elevated blood sugar, dealing with cardiovascular disease. I mean, look, cardiovascular disease is still the number one killer in America, whether it's stroke or heart disease. So, you know, I I don't get too into cardiovascular disease on my website. The science of it is fairly sophisticated above and beyond just taking a a, a statin or working on your blood pressure. I mean, it's got to be more all-inclusive, dealing with somebody's blood pressure dealing with with their heart rate, dealing with their overall fitness, dealing with their VO2 max, dealing with their entire physiology today. I think the cardiologists do a great job. I'd like to see them all just get more into the science of signal molecules. And I think once they do, they'll feel more comfortable talking to their patients about this. But you know, when you go to a doctor, there's no time. They'll do one specific thing, and then they're on to the next patient. And that's partly just secondary to the pressures of being a, a doctor and dealing with overhead and dealing with lower reimbursements. Yeah. They just don't feel like they have the time. That's why I say this is more a field of science than it is medicine. Well, I feel like when you said you were thinking of looking at in, going to the oncology, cancers and leukemias and all those blood and bone diseases, I mean, they are cellular, molecular, bone cancer, any kind of cancer, blood cancers. So that's where that's where I think the signs of sometimes they just don't know, but there has to, I mean, you can't prevent cancer. You yeah. can't cure it, but there's got to be. Yeah, some cancers are obviously uh, genetic and random, but the number of cancers have just, the rates have gone up so high. We know that our outside influences are affecting overall yeah. health, not just cancer, but everything. Cognitive decline, you know, the rates of, of Alzheimer's and cognitive decline have, have doubled in the last 10 years. You know, all of the chronic illnesses have increased in, in, in risk and rate in this country. And they are multifactorial, they are complicated. But I think this field of health span and lifespan gets this information into the public domain. And hopefully it gets people thinking about their lifestyle choices and what they're doing and 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 if they can get it, you know, correct, 
they may be able to reduce the number of medical issues, you know, and they may be able to slow the whole aging process, which I think is kind of the root cause of, of all of these issues we see as we get older. Yeah, no, I think it's amazing. Like, just before, you know, we're running out of time here. Like, with all that, you're a spinal surgeon, right? Not your or an orthopedic. Yeah, orthopedic deals with all musculoskeletal issues. My fellowship was is just in spine surgery. I just do spine surgery. And you're still doing spine surgery. I mean, yeah. you're yeah. doing spine surgery. Very is busy there, spine since that is what you've really been doing your whole career, is yeah. there anything in there that we could talk about for a second the prevent, I mean, short of accidents and horrific things that people unfortunately fall into, is there anything that people could do or should do to prevent, strengthen their spine, prevent future spine damage, or is there anything? Absolutely. So like I said, whether you're talking about your skin wrinkles or you're talking about your musculoskeletal system, or you're talking about spine, you're talking about the same molecular issues where the, the discs the, the tissue that supplies the shock absorber to your spine, the discs, lose their identity and no longer function as a good shock absorber. So there are molecules like quercetin that have been used in animals to help slow the degenerative process of discs. You know, look, it would be fantastic to be able to say one day that some of these molecules can actually slow the, the rate and the risk of degenerative disc disease or back pain in the future. We really can't say that now because the experiments on humans don't exist. But yeah. we know when you look at the experiments on animals, you can start to see the benefits of, of certain things that we do that slow the degenerative process in the disc the same way you can slow the degenerative process in your skin or hair loss or cognitive function or anything like that. Thank you a question, Carl. Because I know it goes through science. There's always a, a length of time of this. How come with all the spinal injuries. I know there's, you know, they do um, stem cell replacement and stuff, which is just now becoming more popular. How come there isn't more studies and trials for this? I mean, our back and our skeletal structures, how we walk, stand, function on a daily basis. How come that's not moving further along? So, so we have not yet figured out a way to take an embryonic stem cell and have it develop into a specific cell line. Like we can't take an embryonic stem cell and, and have it differentiate into a spinal cell line. Now, interestingly, the guys that won the Nobel Prize in 2012 took an adult cell and reversed the age of that adult cell back to a stem cell. So we know age reversal is possible, but we have not figured out a way to take a cell and have it develop into any particular cell line. Like I'll see you know, people are injecting stem cells in the face. There's no science behind that. They're injecting stem cells in joints. There's just very little science that there's any benefit at all over placebo. So, you know, we're working on that. We just have not been able to, to do that, to regenerate a piece of spinal cord that's been damaged. Wow. I think I wish we had more time. This is fascinating. And I'm not going to promote the plastic surgery part here, but <laughs> for you, for the sake of the podcast, it is about taking better care of your skin, yeah. everything you do, everything you put into your body, skin, wrinkles, skeletal. It, it, it starts at an early age of just being educated and knowing what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I, I just want the, the listeners to understand that aging is a fundamental process of genes being turned on and off incorrectly in every cell in our body, whether it's the skin, the hair, the discs, the spine, the liver, the kidney, it's the same process. And we've got to basically do everything we can to keep the cell's identity the way it was designed to be and not let it lose its identity. Amazing. How, where can everybody find you? Like where's, I mean, and let's talk to them the um, website for it's on it, but also how can people get a hold of you directly? Sure. So my website is called Rebasana, R-E-B-E-S-A-N-A, Rebasana.com. And there is a contact us on that website. So if they have questions, I do probably respond about 15, 20 inquiries a day. I just enjoy doing it. And I will tell you, the majority of these inquiries are from the West Coast. Somehow the West Coast of America is just so far ahead. It's, of- the, it's the anti-aging on the West Coast. That's why. Webasana.com has a very extensive bibliography. Those resource sections that you identified are pretty good areas for the public to read and learn about these individual components of Webasana, as well as these mechanisms that we want to try and understand. Now, and what about, okay, so that's the best way to get a hold of you. I know you're a surgeon, you're very busy. So people, the best way to get a hold of you, whether it's for, um, back surgery, spine surgery, or the product, go to the website first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. I mean, I think for the website, uh, yeah, that's that's for this health span, lifespan field. If you have a spine issue, you know, I work in New Jersey. I'm happy to see you for that as well. But, you know, what is motivating me a lot now is this field of health span and lifespan to just get this information out to the public. Perfect. It was so good having you on the show with us. So this is Sarah Millet, the Access Effect with Dr. Carl Giordano, spine surgeon, chemist, biochemist, anti-aging specialist. It was so good to have you on the show with me, Carl. I do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Sarah. It's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Axis Effect podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Axis Effect podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit theaxiseffect.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.